Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Verona Spiritual and Sports Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. And I should say Sports and Spirituality Library. There we go. And uh, coming with you from the power of love. And this is the podcast of Godcast, or God Toddcast, I should say. And I just wanted to uh, go through another preview with you, or review with you of the, uh, I'm going to go into the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight and do a, do a thing on them and uh, go over some of these players and stuff like that and see where they're at. I am telling you, I am shocked at all the injuries on this roster. They have eight injuries, and they're all in the, the just the pitching staff that I'm looking at. So let's get it started here. But yeah, that's a uh, all right. Well, I know Julio Rios is also a pretty decent start from what I'm seeing, anyways. I mean, I've seen him pitch, so that's a pretty good start for the Dodgers right now. <laughs> he's going real well, actually. Four games started, he's got a uh, 1.9 ERA, 26 strikeouts, and a 1.01 whip. For his career, he's got 105 games started. He's got a 1.09 whip and uh, 619 strikeouts and 623 and a third. Twenty nineteen Arias was uh pitched out of the bullpen and uh he pitched in thirty seven games and he only started he only started eight. But otherwise he's been uh he's been in the rotation pretty much the whole time. And He's done a hell. He's done an excellent job. He's walked 172 batters and uh, 623 and a third, and he struck out 619. He definitely throws the ball over the plate. That's for sure. I know last year he was a, uh, he did a hell of a job for him last year, too. In 21, he was a, 21, he actually won 20 games. I mean, that's unheard of for these years, for these era. And uh, last year he was, uh, had, had a 2.16 ERA, 31 games started, 175 innings, 127 hits. 
He did give up 23 home runs, though. That's a lot of home runs to give up for him. Um, he had a 199 against, batting average against, and a uh, .96 whip. So, what's going on with this guy is the fact that he is a, uh, once again, he's on top, he's on ahead for another good year for the Dodgers. And he's a, you know, he's six feet, 225 pounds. He's a, uh, he's a stallion for the Dodgers. He's kind of, he's taking over the top spot from Kershaw, obviously. Um, Next guy I'm going to is Dustin May. He's six feet six, one eighty. He's twenty five years old. He's got the craziest hair in the majors I've ever seen. And he's got a—I uh, don't know if you've ever seen it before. But <laughs> oh my God, he's something else. Oh well. He used to have a short. Not no more. It's all over the place. I don't think he's. It gives him a wild look, and that's the thing. That's the thing that uh, that's the thing I think he would want because of his uh, starting out the year and uh, with the Dodgers, and you know he's like I said, he's he's out of Texas. He's out of you call it Justin. He's out of Northwest High School in Justin, Texas. And his nickname's Big Red. I can see why. Um, yeah, he's a, yeah. The problem that I've seen with this guy is the fact that he gets he gets injured a lot. You know, most games he started was was a COVID year when he started ten games. Otherwise, he's been he's been he's been he's otherwise he's like six games started in twenty twenty two, and uh, five games started in twenty twenty one. So they're going to be, uh, they're going to need to get him some, they're going to need to get a little bit more of a contribution from him. He's a guy that, uh, he's a guy that, he's a guy that gets his share of strikeouts too, so. He's got a opponent against average to one uh, one ninety four and twenty two, and this year is one seventy nine, and a point nine two whip this year. You know he's always had good whips, and uh, it's point nine six whip in twenty twenty one. So. This is what I was seeing, anyways, with him. Is he's gonna be a great? He's gonna be a great. He's gonna be the type of player that can be a. It can be a. A weapon. 
He's gonna, he's gonna be, uh, you know, he's gonna fit solid in his rotation if they could keep him healthy. You know, he's a big dude, six foot six, one hundred eighty pounds, twenty five years old. I mean, so it'll be interesting to find out what he does and. Uh, I'm sure the Dodgers will get get something out of them. If they don't get something out of the trade them, I mean. All right. Now we go on to the big the other Texan. Clayton Kershaw, 6'4, 225 pounds, 25 years old. He's uh, 2.52 ERA so far in four games started, 25 innings, 26 strikeouts, and .92 whip. Doing a great job. I, I see, you know, I'm looking at last year and he was a uh he had a good year last year too. You know, ERA at two point two eight. Twenty two games started, hundred and twenty six and a third, ninety six hits. And You know, he's 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 been downright filthy when I look at these stats too. You know, this first year he had a his first year he struggled with, he started twenty one games and uh, that was been two thousand and eight. And he had a one point five whip, but otherwise he's been near the near the bottom, near the <laughs> I'm looking at this and I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He had seven years in a row where he was at at one point at one point zero zero whip or below. And one year and you know what the heck was this year? Twenty sixteen he had a point seven two whip. It's just not giving anything up. I wonder you won the Cy Young Award. Yeah, no doubt. And he comes back, you know, and he just... He struggled with his back, but... You know, like last year, he's excellent this year. He's pitching four games started this year. Um... I don't see anything, uh, I really don't see anything to distract him this year from having another great year. One of the things I've seen, though, is the fact that his, uh, pitches per inning pitched and the first two years that he struggled were at 17. Otherwise, he's, uh, the lowest he's, 
Oh, she's been in the 14, 14 range, which is outstanding. But anyways, I'm gonna go on to uh, yeah, Kershaw is just the real deal. He's sure bona fide Hall of Famer, and uh, you're going to Noah Syndergaard. All right, Syndergaard is another Texan. Uh, Mansfield, Texas, Legacy High School. He's got three games started so far, 16 innings and 17 strikeouts and a 1.25 whip. It's just, unfortunately. He's in good years with the Mets. He was traded over for, to the Mets in the uh, trade uh, with Toronto for Jose Reyes. And he's dominant. He's been dominant at certain points in time of his career. You know, and, and that's the thing. If, if he hasn't been injured, he's had so many arm injuries and stuff like that. And this guy would be a, uh, he'd be the master of, uh, he'd be the master at his, at his pitching. That's the thing I've seen anyways with the Syndergaard is that the fact is that teams, teams really like him and they really want to they really want to get him and have him do well, but he usually ends up on the IL. Like last year, he was uh, he pitched in Philadelphia and Los Angeles, and he pitched twenty five games. Um, twenty four games started, and. Gave up 14 home runs and 134 innings. It's really not too bad, but one of the problems he had was uh, whip, 1.25. That's really good. Well, yeah, it's really good for last year, and. Gonna be a it's gonna be a different game this year with it already has the pitch clock's moving faster and uh, the uh, managers have less uh, they have a time period where they could less time to uh, to place the argument and you have to get the uh, review for the for the out so. It's already moving the right direction. Baseball is. Last year's the uh, the guy that I'm looking for is Michael Grove, Willing, West Virginia, and he's out of colleges, West Virginia. Been a lot of uh, 
a lot of good ball players out of that have come from West Virginia. I'm thinking of one guy that I believe he's out of Wheeling, West Virginia, and that was uh, Lou Boudreau. Not Lou, I'm sorry, Lou Burdett, and who used to pitch for the Braves and uh, Atlanta, not Atlanta Braves, but the Milwaukee Braves. And he was absolutely fantastic as in 19, uh, 1957. He won the final game against the Yankees and he shut him off five to nothing. And as far as I'm concerned, the guy gets the guy doesn't get enough ink, but he was he was a uh, he was kind of a bastardly too, and that's what people that's what makes good pitchers sometimes. He was the easiest guy to get along with. Very, very competitive. Michael Grove, on the other hand, is a uh, guy that I just do not see him doing much of anything with uh, with the Dodgers. Uh, you know, he's, he's, had his, he's had 42 innings, and he's just, you know, he's had an ERA of over uh, 4.6. He's got an ERA of 5.95 in his major MLB career. And he knows how to give up the long ball, too, because he's already getting... 42 innings, he's given up seven long balls. So, tell me that. I don't know how the Dodgers are going to do this, but they're going to have to start acquiring somebody. Because of all these injuries they have. You know, and, and another guy that's injured too is, you know, take a look at him, Tony Gonzalez. 28 years old, and uh, you know, he's got er he's got a whip of .99. Really good career last year. Fishes 59 games in his career, and games uh, starting 51. Last year, he was just dominant. 130 and a third, 79 hits allowed. 11 home runs. 0.8, whip. He's got a 0.99 whip for his career. So let's see what's bothering him right now. Left, you know, he, he strained his left ankle. So doesn't sound it doesn't sound career threatening, and it doesn't sound you have to shut it down for the year. A sprained ankle is just going to take a little bit of time for him to heal. But that's the thing they need to make sure, though, is that when you got a uh, sprained ankle, you can't be rushing the guy out there because he could wreck his arm real easy. Because he's, yeah, he's going to have to change his, uh, he would change his arm angle and he would change because he would be um, trying to make, trying to make his arm, his arm take over for his body, you know, and it's, unfortunately it's, that's what puts the most torque on your arm. When you're uh, when you're in pain and you're throwing it in a uh, motion that 
that you're not used to. There's not, it's not, it's a hindrance to your body instead of being able to uh, give help to it. So yeah, gasoline is the type of guy that I believe that once he gets going here, once they get him, once they get him healthy, he's gonna he's gonna have another great year for the Dodgers. That's just gonna take time. I can't believe all these injuries they have. Oh my lord. Something bad in the water out there in 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 La La Land. Here's a guy named Ron. Yeah, there's a guy named Ron Pepio Pepe Pepo Uh, seven games started last year, so we'll see. Um. Yeah, he's a right-hander, and uh, got a left oblique strain. That can be tough to come back from. It's one of those things that if, if he doesn't come back. Comes back too fast, and what's going to happen is, and he can just re-injure it again and again and again until he gets healthy and he's healthy. His tragedy is looking to is looking at Walker Walker Bueller. He was becoming one of the best right-handers in the game. He got hurt. He's got a 3.02 ERA and a uh, whip of 1.04. He struck out 690 batters and 638 and a third. 33 innings. Giving up, uh, he's pitched 207 innings. He's given up 149 hits, you know, last year. And now he's on the IL. And, uh, he's a great, he's a great guy to have on the, on the beer for an ace. Yeah, oh, great. He's got, uh, UCL reconstruction on his elbow. Well, most of the time this elbow stuff is not career-threatening like shoulder injuries are, but, you know. It's not a good sign for the guy. So we'll have to go on and, uh, Take a look at some other people there.
I hope he comes back because he's a really good pitcher, that's for sure. And you know, he's Alan uh Alex Vesla. Six one two oh nine, left hander. And I'm going under the bullpen here. Alex Vesey, I should say. Pitching 116 games so far in his career. And uh, he started zero. He's a left-hander, like I said. It's the 2020 strike shortened year. He's with Miami, but otherwise he's been with the Dodgers. And... Um, Ten holes in uh, 21 and 16 last year. Twenty one, he had a 126 average against, and uh, last year he had a 187 against. That's just domination right there, out of the pen, and. Uh, Ground ball the air out was uh, uh, 0 0.40. Ground out to ground out to air out again was 0.57. That was in 22. And this year he's he's pitching seven games, five innings. He's giving up 15 hits. So wow. Yeah, he's getting he's getting the crap here. He's getting he's getting hit hard. 3.4 whip. Yeah, he's getting. So hopefully they can get him straightened out too. Just never know. Alright, Daniel Hudson is another guy, veteran. Thirty-six years old, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. But he's in the tub. He's hurt. Last year, he, with the Dodgers, he had a. Uh, he pitched great last year with the Dodgers. You know, twenty-five games and uh, twenty-four innings, one ninety-three average against and a point nine zero whip. He had left knee surgery. So, he's out for... They moved him over to the 60s, so that's not a good sign at all. 60-day IL. You got a white ball relief pitcher here, too, and uh, Evan Phillips.
So this year he is a he's pitching eight games so far, two saves. He's got eight strikeouts and in seven innings. So Phillips is uh He's pitched with uh, Baltimore. He's pitched in uh, Atlanta. Last year, he had a 1.14 ERA in uh, 2022. He had a 1.14 ERA, like I just said. Um, 64 games, so, and he pitched 64 games, and 63 innings, and he st struck out 77, and, uh, walked 15, 155 average against, and, uh, .76 whip. So they got this guy, and he was... What's funny is the Dodgers just know how to how to uh develop guys and uh keep them in the fold, especially the hitters. You know, they, they have Shelby Miller too this this year and uh this guy's been up and down and all around and uh, you know we started all the Cardinals, he was the uh he was gonna be the man. He was gonna be the world's greatest and uh World's greatest pitcher, and he, you know what? He he struggles with injuries. He struggled with control. He struggled with all kinds of issues. But this year, and he's he pitched seven games this year, eight innings. He's not giving up a run yet, and his eight strikeouts. Thing about twenty, he pitched in San Francisco in four games. But when he was in twenty-two, he struggled, and uh, twenty-one, he yeah, he pitched for the Cubs three games and uh, Pittsburgh. He's back with the Braves, which he's doing or not. He's back in in Los Angeles. He's doing a great job for the Dodgers, so we'll see. Hopefully, maybe he found something wrong with his delivery or makes certain feel better or something. I don't know. But, uh... Guy's name is Bruce Dar Garadarol. He was a, uh... One of the top pitching prospects for the uh, for the Twins, and they shuffled him along to the Dodgers, and uh, got three point five two ERA. He was in that Kenta Maeda trade, eight games. Let me go down here. I'll go down here. I can tell you what the trade was. So just Wharton's.
But yeah, I like this. I, I've always liked this guy. He's 265 pounds. He's six feet one. Um, I'm trying to find a trade here. I got it right here. Yeah, they traded Kentamiana, Yair, Camargo, and Cash to the Twins for Bruce Dar, Garadaral, right fielder Luke Raley, and future considerations. You know, Miata is a, uh, he's a good pitcher, but I think the Dodgers knew what they're doing. They got when they, they let him go. It just seems like he's never, he's just going to be like a 500 pitcher. Rutterall is a, uh, has a whip of 1.04 through eight games so far. He's pitched in, relieved in. And like last year too, is like you know, forty six, uh, forty six games. He's got ten holds last year, and uh, four out of five in save or four out of five in save opportunities. And ten walks and forty three strikeouts and forty nine and two thirds. Well, I think this guy's gonna be. This guy's gonna be around for a while. He's 24 years old, and I don't know if he'll ever start again or what's gonna go on with that, but I do know that he's the type of player, he's the type of pitcher that could help them out a lot. And they could give him some more innings and have him become more of a of a good go-between setup man for the, uh, or be the bullpen answer or setup man. I don't see him starting like I just said, and I just, I don't see that going on. I'm going on here to, I'm moving on here to Cale Paul Ferguson, and uh, he's out of, so what's Jefferson, Ohio? I do like him. He's got the, uh, he's been a Dodger now since 2018. And he's only, he started seven games, but he's got 140 games that he's pitched in in his life and, uh, in the majors. He's pitched 153 in the third innings. He's given up, uh, 128 hits. 20 home runs, which really is pretty decent for uh, 153 in the third innings in his career. And this year he's at a, uh, he's got a 2.84 ERA in seven games. Um, 20, 2022, he was a, uh, 37 games, and he gave, and he had eight holds, 34 and two-thirds, seven earned runs, 17 walks, 37 strikeouts. Once again, I think this guy is a, uh, this guy's going to do some, do them some good work this year, and 
you know, they're getting down to the fact that they're going to start leaning on some people because of how many guys they have hurt. Yancy Almonte. 28 years old, he's 6 feet 5, 223 pounds. Um, I don't see much of this guy either. He's got 154 games, 165 in the third innings, and 148 strikeouts. He's got, an era, he's got a whip of 1.32. But yeah, he was uh, he was with Colorado in 2018, 2019, and 2021 he was with Colorado too. But he never. Well, 2022, he he was on fire last year. He had uh. 33 games he pitched in. He had nine holes. He had one on two per se. 35 and a third, 18 hits. 10 walks. 33 strikeouts and a uh, .79 whip. So they're going to they're be expecting more out of him here. And they're going to get more out of him here too. Now... But yeah, I just I think a lot of uh you know, a lot of the Dodgers bullpen guys are getting are getting worked with and they're having a uh they're giving off the uh excellent seasons back. Well, I'm pretty familiar with Phil Bickford. He's six four, two hundred pounds and uh he pitched with the brewer or he didn't pitch with the brewers, but he pitched in their system for a while. I don't remember he had a 60-game suspension and 80-game uh, suspension, something like that. But what happened was he was traded over to the Brewers and the uh, Will Smith traded. The Brewers traded uh, not the catcher but the pitcher, Will Smith, left-hander, to the, to the Giants, and they sent Phil Bickford over. You know, I don't expect this guy to win any, any Cy Youngs or anything like that, but he's already been in seven games and uh, seven innings, six hits. So, last year he pitched in 60 games, seven holes, 61 innings, 53 hits. Gave up 20, gave up 12 long balls. That's pretty good. That's a high number. 14 walks, and he struck out 67 last year in 1.10 whip.
So I'm going to go on to the next guy here. Another former brewer that I'm familiar with, J.P. Fireisen. J.P. Fireisen. He, uh, he's 30 years old, but he's got a nasty splitter. And he's got the, uh, pretty much so that's all he throws. So, you know, Fire Rising is a, uh, started out with the Yankee system. And then he, uh, somehow ended up in Milwaukee, I can't remember how, but he went over to, uh, Tampa, in the, Tampa Bay in the wilderness. Yeah, in the Willie Adamas trade. Fire Eisen and uh, Drew Rasmussen went over to Tampa Bay. And the Brewers got uh, Willie Adamas and, uh, and another, right, and another uh, right-handed reliever, Trevor, uh, Trevor Richards, I believe. That's this guy's name. But he's... Fire Eisen started it all like he was just on fire with the Brewers in uh, 2022, 2021, and you know the guy can be a uh, the guy can be a wipeout pitch. The guy can be a wipeout relief pitcher. That's for sure. He's in Milwaukee, he, he's 19 and a third, 10 hits. Did some nasty relief work. He had a uh, 1.31 whip with Tampa and 1.09 whip with the Brewers. When he rolled into Tampa Bay, he rolled out of bed and he was there for his second year, too. Last year. Pitched 22 games and he had a uh, 0, 0.00 whip. Or not, I'm sorry, 0, 0.00 ERA. And his whip was a solid 0. .49. That's domination. You know, like getting. 24 and a third out of this guy and uh, seven holds, you know, and this, when they're hitting .08 sucks off him, you know, he's, when he gets this, when he gets it over, he's got some nasty, uh, he's got the ability to get it done. Um, oh no. So in December, the uh, Tampa Bay traded Fire Rising to the Dodgers for a left-hander pitcher named Jeff Beige. But uh, he's still recovering from right shoulder surgery. That could take a while. You know, he seems like he's a good he's a good pitcher and everything. But the problem is, is that 
he he ends up on the injured list a lot. Let's just put it that way. I don't know if it's the pitch he throws or if it's just plain and simple bad luck, but he seems to be going down that road of uh, pin tapper is what I call it. He gets piggish hurt a lot, stuff like that. And, but when he's right and he's healthy, he can really dominate. Blake Trinan, 79 saves. Uh, he started seven games in his career. with uh, He pitched in 449 games. 503 innings, 504 hits. Or 504 strikeouts, I should say. And a 1.23 whip. The problem is, is that you know, like like a lot of these guys, is training. Training when right and he's physically healthy, he can dominate. I mean, he pitched in 72 games in 2021. And he had 32 out of 39 saves. I'm sorry, he had 32. 32 holes, wow. So he had uh, 7 on 11 in save opportunities and saves. But he pitched uh, 72 and a 30. He had to uh, give up 46 hits. And won 79 average against in a .98 whip. So... You know, I think the I think the clock ran out on him too. Is uh, that was 2021, but 2022 is same thing. You know, he got hurt. Something happened. Five games, and uh, I could say here's another veteran they got, and he's got a worn on arm. So, on February 16th, they placed him on the. Uh, Placed him on a 60-day IL. And he's recovered from soldier shoulder surgery again. That's a... Uh, that's just ongoing. It's just like a flu with the Dodgers. Number of these pitchers are just burning out. Sometimes I like to say that might be the pitching coach, too, in the uh, type of program they have these guys on. Justin Brule was another guy. He's a left-hander. He's six feet two, two fifteen. We've been with the Dodgers since uh, twenty-one, and the majors, and. Uh, He's had a couple starts. So that's what they've, uh,
So a couple more guys are Alex Reyes. I'm just gonna go through and uh, he pitched with the he pitched with the Cardinals. He's 28 years old, but you know he was a he's he's the original pin tapper and uh, just has never been able to be healthy enough to be able to pitch. At any consistent like year to year level. He's transferred from the fifteen day DIL to the sixty day. Right shoulder surgery again. Got to be something going on with her with her system. He's always he's always had injuries and arm injuries and so on and so forth, but you know, like last year in twenty twenty two he was shut down completely for St. Louis. And um so the Dodgers must have picked him up as a uh free agent pretty much. And that's the, uh, I'm just going to go on here to Jimmy Nelson, another former brewer. He's on the IL again. He is hurt all the time, too. I mean, he had some pretty decent years where the brewers were, he's 33 years old already. But yeah, he had some pretty decent years with the brewers, but, uh, like I say, you know, he got hurt. He'd get hurt, he'd be out. Um, I always liked him. I thought he was a pretty good pitcher. You know, in 2019, he got hurt. And, uh... Yeah, he's 12 and 6. He had 12 wins in 2017. 2019 is when he started to have trouble. And in uh, 21, he's when he pitched with the Dodgers. But he's been hurt ever since. You know, in 21, he had a great year. Twenty-nine innings he pitched in uh, a .93 whip, you know. Right elbow inflammation on March 30th. So that's where he ended up at. So many arm injuries, it's unbelievable. So that's what uh that's what's going on with these guys anyways. Um like I say. I'm gonna come back, I'll do the catchers next and uh you know if if nobody else told you they'd love you today, I do. And uh that is with the power of love. And it's, this is a God Todd podcast too, so I really appreciate everybody listening and 
thank you, and uh, I'll be right back at you. Thanks. Hey, it's Ted coming to you from the Sports and Spirituality Hall of Sports and Spirituality Library in my apartment here in Verona, Wisconsin, and uh, doing the uh, doing a Todd Godcast thing here going on. And I should say, I'm not saying it right. It's a God Toddcast. You know, because if it wasn't for God, this stuff would not be going on at all. And he would not be in my life, and it would not be good. So, it's really glad to be here, and uh, really glad to be doing this uh, episode. And I'm getting getting into the uh, Dodger prospects right now. And I'm going to go through five prospects. Starting out with number one here. His name is Diego Cartella. Catcher. And he's uh, 21 years old. He's six foot three, 219 pounds. I don't know, again, you hear... Uh, 219 pounds. Well, bats right, he throws right. And uh, he's uh, he hits. He's a 50 hitter. This is on a... Uh, this is on the scouts grade here, so it's a 20 to 80 scale. He's hitting is a 50, power's a 60. Running, he's 35. I'm laughing because that's, you know, slow for a catcher. <laughs> Arm is uh, 60 and uh, fielding is uh, 55. He's a 60 overall. Top rated amateur in the 2018 international class. Carte has lived up to that billing and his $2.5 million bonus. Venezuelan makes his U.S. debut at age 17, posted an 8.92 OPS, 22 homers as a uh, 20-year-old in uh, high single A and high day, high A. Often compared to Salvador Perez because of his tools and large frame, he's a much more advanced header at the same stage of his career. He's got good feel for launching balls in the air to his pole side, through his through this power, through his pop plays, through all parts of the ballpark. He did a better job of a opposite field in 2022. He's a 27% strikeout rate in two years. But he does recognize pitches well and provides enough power and walks to uh, mitigate his whiffs. He's got the ingredients to stand out on defense as well. That part of his game needs more polish. His arm strength earns well above average grades from some skulls. He threw out just 19% of base dealers last season, and his receiving, framing, and blocking are works in progress as well. So as his physical ability, he draws praise for his game planning, communication, and leadership skills overall. So... Well, game planning, communication, and leadership skills, and his overall makeup. This is what he does well. 
Well, I see his, his he's in the uh, Tulsa drawers right now. And Well, I, I can foresee with him and maybe he might be getting traded too if they need a pitcher because his uh, it's hard it's hard to have a good catcher though sometimes it's hard to develop those guys and uh, I'm going on the number two prospect here by name is Bobby Miller. Started 23 games last year, 112 and a third innings pitched, 95 hits. Um, he's got a uh, 70 fastball. Is this, um, I'm sorry. I'm going over the Scouts grades again. You know, the 20 to 80 thing, 20 to 80 scale. Fastball is a 70, curveball is a 55, slider is a 65, changeups a 60, control is a 50, and overall is a 55. Miller didn't crack Olivo's rotation until partway through his sophomore year in the pandemic, ended his junior season. After four starts, so several teams had concerns about his delivery and risk. That allowed the Dodgers to grab him with a 29th overall pick in the 2020 draft and a $2,197,500 bonus, which looks like a steal now. That he has a four-pitch repertoire that rivals that of any mound prospect in the minors. He hit 100 miles per hour with while striking out Shoei Otani in an exhibition last April, and again while fanning this site as a series XM All-Stars Futures game, highlights from a season in which he whiffed 145 and 112 in the third innings between Double uh, A AA and Triple A. Miller throws exceptionally hard and maintains his velocity parking at 97 to 99 miles per hour for, for innings at a time topping out at 101 miles per hour with a four-seamer. You can also unveil a two-seamer that reaches double digits. That reaches triple digits. Upper 80 slider can climb to 92 miles per hour and is plus-plus weapon with a two-point depth and at best. His upper 80s change-up fades and sinks, giving him a third well above average pitch at times in his low 80s curveball is a solid fourth offering. He's got a lot of talent, that's for sure. You know, while he can still refine his overall command and do a better job of finding the zone with his changeup, he's pretty much big league ready and looks like a future frontline starter. So what? It's yeah, you'll see him up. You'll see him up there with a uh, with the Dodgers soon because of the uh, injuries they have, and he's a right-handed pitcher. So 
Um, I would imagine that he'll be up there pretty soon, shortly. The guy that they have is a, uh, the third one that I see too is that the second baseman outfielder, but his name is uh, Michael Bush. And well, Scotty Gray is 50 hits, 50 is a 50 hit, power 60, runs 45, arms a 45, feeling is a 40. Overall, 55. One of the best all-around prospects in the 2019 draft. Which fell through the Dodgers at number 31 and made questions about his defensive home and signed for $2,312,000. Injuries to his right hand after he was hit by a pitch and in his pro debut at 10 games. Strong in 2021 and thrived, or I'm sorry, it hampered him early in his first full season, but he finished strong in 2021 and thrived last year. Hit 274 on base, 365 and 516 slugging between Double A and Triple A. Led the minors in runs with 118, ranked third in extra base hits with 70, and uh, fifth in RBIs with 108, and sixth in homers with uh, 32. So he'll be up there this year and uh, look for him real soon. Like I say, he's a right-handed hitter. So this will be a uh, Oh, sorry, yeah, he's a left-handed hitter. He's a left-handed. He bats left-handed. That's why I'm glad I looked that up. All right, Gavin Stone. He's in AAA now. 24 years old. He's 6 feet 1, 175-pound right-hander. Um, Fifth-round pick. And... He's got a uh, 55, uh, like I said, the scouting scale, scale out of 80. 55 fastball, slider of 55, and a changeup to 70. He's controlled the 55 and overall the 55. He's 24 years old. He's right, like I said, he throws right-handed. He got picked in the fifth round by the Dodgers in 2020 in a strike year. He led Central Arkansas with six saves as a sophomore in 2019 before moving to the rotation where he authored a 13-strikeout no-hitter against Southeast Louisiana in his fourth and final start of the pandemic short in 2020 season. Though he didn't get in a lot of scouting exposure, the Dodgers made him the highest-drafted pitcher in school history, selecting him in the fifth round with a, uh, with a penultimate pick in the... Uh, <clears throat> Truncated <coughs> draft. 
his stuff has been made a major, huge leap. As he signed for a well above below average slot of $77,500, he ranked first in the minors, 1.48 ERA and fifth in the strikeout rate, 12.4. He has a fading changeup he barely used in uh, college, but he now has a harder mid-80s cambio with devastating tumble. A plus-plus pitch, and yet he threw more than his forcing fastball in 2022 after averaging 92 miles per hour this heater at Central Arkansas. This guy is going to be another guy for the Dodgers, too, to uh, bring along. And he sits at 94 to 96 right now and peaks at 98. And his low release point creates plenty of induced vertical break. He also has scrapped downer curveball and developed this solid, solid slider that showed improved shape while parking in the mid-80s last season. So less physically, he's less physical developed. He's less physical than desired for a starter. He's athletic and has an efficient delivery that helps him hold his stuff and provide consistent strikes. So they're thinking he's going to be up there too, and uh, this year. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. And yeah, I've already gone through this guy, Ryan Pepiat. But he's a. Uh, Got a cup of coffee last year with the Dodgers, and he's he set uh, Butler records for a single season with 126, and career 306 strikeouts in 2019 when he went in the third round and eclipsed two-time All-Star Pat Neshek, sixth round 2002 as the highest ever Bulldog drafted Bulldog ever. He arrived with the uh, best changeup in his draft class. Dodgers have helped him upgrade his fastball and his slider. He reduced AAA ERA from 7.13 in 2021 to 2.56 last year when he also posted a 3.47 ERA, nine appearances, seven starts during four different stints with the Dodgers. So yeah, he got drafted in the third round at 19. Lost some uh, feel for his changeup last year, throwing it harder at 86 to 88 miles per hour and for strikes less often, and it played more as a plus offering than one that earned him top of the scale. Grades with a greater fade and tumble in the past. Best pitch in 2022 was his four-seam fastball because he added three miles per hour since his college days to sit at 93 to 95. 
top out at 98, and it plays better than its velocity thinks. Thanks to impressive spin, carry, and extension. He's added power and sweep to an upper 80 slider that he can land for strikes or use as a chase pitch, and it grades as a solid. Grades average to solid. He needs to refine his control and command after he made strides in AAA last year and walked 27 hitters. In 36 and a third big, big league innings. His work to add more balance in his delivery, but still battles the strike zone at a time and gets hit harder than his, than his stuff suggests he would. He should. His ability to locate his pitch will determine whether he works in the front of a rotation. Well, that's interesting. So they've got three right-handed pitchers, and they got two of the uh, two position players. Well, the true question is: is is if these guys are going to work out good for them? Because you know the number one guy is at Double A. What's the other one? The other ones are ones in the ones in the major leagues. The other, the other three are in AAA. So they're all thought to be uh, these guys that are, you know, two through five are expected to be in Los Angeles this year. And like I said, Ryan Pepiot is already there. So um, so I would just keep an eye on these guys too because who knows, they might be getting traded too. And, uh, it might be getting dealt, so, we'll let's see what we got going here. I'm going to go back to, uh, so yeah, let's say, uh, I like the uh I like that uh there's a good chance for uh, the Dodgers to have a another solid uh to get another solid player, a good player because of their uh of their prospects. Especially those pitchers. And so that's what I see and the thing is too is that um You know, they're going to be fighting. They're going to be fighting those injuries. Especially in the pitching staff situation going on. They're going to have problems with that. And they're going to have to continue to... Uh, continue to see what they can do. So Will Smith is one of the catchers, and he was off to a really good start. 
You're probably like one of the hottest starts in the last first two weeks of the season. He's 28. He's probably put 10 and 195 pounds. Um, but yeah, he's he's got three home runs. He's got 12 RBIs and uh, 1,058 OPS. But he landed on the IL, 15 day IL. So I should say 10 day D, 10 day IL. He's got a concussion. You never know that stuff. He's got seven, I'm sorry, he's on a seven-day injured list, but he's uh, got a concussion. So, hopefully he'll be able to come back and play this year. You know, concussions are a type of thing that you don't know how bad they are until, uh, you don't know how bad they are until you have, you've had one. And I have, and, uh, it can really play some games in your mind, I'm telling you. So hopefully he'll be able to get himself back and going in the right direction. Because he's quite the talent. He's had some good years with Los Angeles already. And, uh, you know, I like Austin Barnes too, but he's not the player that uh, Will Smith is. He's probably... Austin Barnes is five foot ten and hundred eighty seven pounds and he's he's thirty three years old already. Started off the season, he's uh one for twenty two so far at the plate. He's got one hit and twenty two at bats. That's not too impressive, is it? So hopefully he'll be able to uh get going, but uh It's pretty much his, uh, Austin Barnes has played, most games he has played in, it would be a hundred and, he played a hundred and two games in, uh, 17 and 18, he played in a hundred games. So, you know, he has 894 OPS and, uh, 17, and uh, otherwise his OPS, his best OPS would be 704 in uh, last year. He's just a typical backup catcher, and um, Got some speed. He's 19 out of 24 for his career in stone bases. So, hey, at least he's not injured as a lot of these other guys are for the Dodgers. That's for sure. Next guy is Austin Wins. 32 years old, he's 6 feet and 190 pounds. Um, out of Fresno State. 
2013 round 10. He's uh, Austin Wins. He started off with Baltimore for three years, and then in 2022, he went over to San Francisco. And he's had a, uh, he's not much of a producer for runs, I can tell you that much, or uh, when the OPS is 671, and that would be his highest OPS. Air out to ground, or ground out to air outs is a 1.86. He's hitting balls on he's hitting the ground ball continuously and not doing a very good job of getting the ball in the air. Uh and that explains why he's he struggled so much over the years with uh with his OPS being six twelve career OPS. The other thing I noticed too is that when I look through this is I look at his uh, pitches per plate appearance and you know the, the most pitches that he's seen in the plate appearance would be at 4.2 and that was in 2020 was 2023 with uh, Pittsburgh and 2023 so far this year and uh Trying to think here. Oh, they must have just picked him up. Okay. Yeah, because he's already been with San Francisco. So these guys are. Uh, he's hit five with bats so far. But yeah, this guy is going to be. Uh, you know, he's going to be expected to produce when. At certain times, he's a backup catcher. He's 32 years old. And unfortunately, he does not have the, uh, he does not seem to be able to be the type of guy that can produce. Not with a little OPS, and uh, all I can do is catch, and we'll see what happens from there. But, you know, I'm going to go on to the next guy, and uh, this guy to me is, you know, he's a, he's a typical, uh, He's becoming a, he's becoming one of the greatest first basemen that has played the game in a long time. You know, he was picked in round two by the Braves in 2007. And he's, uh, his name is uh, Mr. Freddie Freeman. I've always enjoyed watching him play. Got a 909 OPS, 895 uh, career OPS. He played really well last year when he came over from the Dodgers, went over there and had all that. Hey, that got all that money they raked in, and uh, you know what's amazing to me is the fact that. A lot of times these guys just kind of go in the, uh, they get all that money, they just kind of disappear.
Well, with Freddie, it was... He just produced more and more. He's been doing this, doing what he needs to do for many years now. And um, he's got 895 uh, OPS and a 509 career slugging. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a pretty very valuable commodity too with the Braves in uh, in 2021 when he played for. Uh, when he won the when they won the World Series and um, great player, so well, the thing that to me, his best attributes I think is his leadership too. Obviously, it's his offensive production, but it's his leadership, and he's thirty three years old. It seems to be that he's Mister Consistency, and he. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, he's from he's from Alter too. He's from Orange, California, so he's he understands the he understands what it takes to move around out there and you know, he's not gonna you know, and be in traffic and that stuff. He's gonna be able to uh be more of a leader for them because he's growing up out there and he understands it a lot better. He understands he understands what he's up against. And another guy, too, I'm going to go on to is his backup is Luke Williams. So he's got 227 at bats, and uh, he's, got, he's got a 610 OPS. But let's take a look at his, what's going on here. So yeah, this guy, Luke Williams, has been a, uh, he started on the Philadelphia. And he went to uh, San Francisco and Miami last year. And he doesn't seem to have much uh, potential, but uh, he could feel in all field, he could feel in that third, he could feel at the first base and Pretty much that's what's needed right now for the Dodgers. And, you know, he's... So, they got Miguel, Miguel Vargas from... Uh, from Florida. And he's six feet three. He's six foot three, 205 pounds. He's off to a tough start too. Having problems getting 
We're going to have problems getting adjusted out there. But he's, uh, this guy doesn't hit at all. He's, he's with the Dodgers for two years and 21 and 22 and, I'm sorry, 22. And now he's with him again at 23 and 43 at best so far this year. And he's got uh, 14 walks and 12 strikeouts is really good. He's at 669 OPS. Like I say, he can play a lot of different positions and So that's what uh, that's what I see with this guy. He's not much hitting at all. Uh, he's basically just going to be a backup. Uh, he's going to be a backup for probably for the rest, probably for the rest of his career. He doesn't seem to have much talent, and he seems to be just a fill-in guy for the Dodgers. And Chris Taylor is the next guy we're going to go on to. All right, well, let's go on instead to uh, Max Muncy. He's a left-handed batter, number 13. Six feet, 215 pounds. Wow. He's smoking the ball. He's got nine, 983 OPS, and he's got, he's got seven home runs already. Yeah, he wasn't uh, highly thought of when he was in the minors either. And uh, he drafted in round five by the Athletics in 2012 out of, uh, out of Baylor. He played at Baylor, and he's a, uh, he's found himself with the Dodgers. Um, you know, in 2019, he, uh, or 2018, he had 35 home runs for the Dodgers and, uh, and 973 OPS. He's been, uh, he's been doing a pretty good job. He's kept the power up. 2021, he had 36 home runs. And, Yeah, he's he's had some good power years, you know. In uh, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, he had thirty five home runs each. Nine seventy three and eight eighty nine OPS those two years. Eight ninety five in uh, twenty one. 
with 36 home runs. Um, last year he struggled a little bit. Oh yeah, he sure did. But he had a 7.13 OPS and a one. He only had a 1.96 average. But uh, that doesn't mean jack squat average doesn't anymore to me. People don't repeat. Can't look at the average. You have to look at the OPS to see the to see the what type of player he is. So, yeah, Max Muncy is a uh, kind of gave him the uh, levity to get rid of let Cody Bellinger go as a free agent and go to uh, go to the Cubs. So Miguel Rojas. Three fifty six OPS. So yeah, Rojas really struggled last year. He had a 606 OPS. And he had uh, 1.09 ground outs to air outs. Um, Put in 471 at bats, 140 games. So I believe that he just became a uh, Became one of these guys, he's 34 years old and uh, he's up in Venezuela and uh, <laughs> he's off to a horrible start this year too. You know, he's four for 32. And I think the Dodgers might have uh, did themselves in with that trade. But like I say, you never know. So they picked up Jason Hayward this year and he got a pretty good outfield here. Uh, Hayward is a came over from the Cubs. 6'5", 240, he's an excellent outfielder. 33 years old. The question has been, usually it's been a bat. And this year he's uh, he's got 828 OPS so far. He's got three home runs. He can steal bases too. He's got 118 stolen bases for his career. But yeah, when this guy came out, came out, and he was supposed to be God's gift to uh, God's gift to the prospect and. Um, I'll never forget how much they ballyhooed him. So, you just never know these guys. And, you know, Hayward's had a decent career, but he sure has not been what he's supposed to be. 
So the Dodgers just uh, put uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts on the paternity list. And uh, he should be back here shortly. Well, he's... He's an incredible player. He's got all that power. He's got all that speed. He can lead. J.D. Martinez, 6'3", 230 pounds, age 35. 8.69 OPS. He's got three home runs already. Uh, he's got... Uh, for his career, he's... Started off with the Astros and for his career he's got an eight seventy three OPS and uh he's pretty much called up the same time Jose Altuve was. And I remember uh I remember he started out there in right field, six foot three, two thirty, age thirty five. And he's a uh he's done wonders for the he did he's done wonders for his career. He's got uh 285 home runs. He played really. He played really well in uh, in Boston too. He's with the uh, with the D-backs. He's been with Boston. He's been with Houston. He's been with. He started out in Houston, but he went, he went to do uh, Detroit too. But he's been around the block a few times, but uh, no matter where he's gone, he's produced. And in a big time way, so he's struggling in Houston, and uh, I think he was a six fifty OPS. And when they sent him over to Detroit, then he he went off in Detroit, and he's uh, he's never come back down to earth. It looks like until yeah, he's. He's done a nice job, that's for sure. He's 869 LPS this year, but 873 for his career. And, uh, you know, he's, he's continuously been in high home runs, 45 home runs, one year, 43, 36, 28 last year. I'm sorry, 28 and 21, 28 and 2021. And uh, 16 last year, so keep an eye on him because he's probably going to have a good career, good good year this year too. And I'm going to go on to the next one here. David Peralta. He was a, uh, he's been well thought of over the years, too. Pretty much, uh, he's 35 years old, but pretty much a, been around the block a few times, let's put it that way. He's a, uh, he's a left fielder, he's a left-handed hitter. Um, last, uh, I'm sorry, 23. He's been 66 for 31 overall. And he's got, uh, his numbers, he's got a 445 OPS and 19 runs, uh, 19 
plus uh, for OPS is not good. He's a lot. He looks like he's a lot better player than than his stats look. That's for sure, and and it's unfortunate because there seems to be a lot more. There seems to be a lot more talent there there than there is. And you know, I think people think too too much of him. He like I say, he's out of Venezuela too. And uh, Valencia, Valencia, Valencia. So yeah, he's out of Venezuela, and he's the type of guy that is going to be a. Uh, He's going to be a. He's going to be well thought of for many years to come. When they when they think of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Martinez, JD Martinez, but yeah, Peralta's been a major disappointment. And uh, Trace Thompson. Trace Thompson's feeling real nice for him. He had a uh, he had a three homer game at first week of the season, first weekend of the season, and. Uh, I always enjoyed watching uh, watching his brother play. That's for sure. And his dad played basketball for the uh, Lakers. He was a he went to Minnesota Golden Gophers, and he was he was born off the island of the Bahamas. So Trace has got some good bloodlines in him, and I think teams see see that too. And you know they're they're going to give him a lot more space. That's the thing is, is that, you know, Clay Thompson's a heck of a player, that's for sure, for the Warriors. But he, he went to, uh, he went to baseball. So he was picked in round two by the White Sox in the, uh, 09 draft. He's 32 years old, so he's really, he's pretty young, actually. For how many years he's been around, and he's he struggled. I mean, yeah, he's a uh, he's got seven. He's got seven hits, and four of them have been home runs so far this year. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if he keeps hanging on to his uh, position there in Los Angeles. But, you know, they, they lost Turner. Josh Turner, or Justin Turner, I should say, went over to the uh, Red Sox. So they've, they've found that they... Uh, they found the need for another player like like Turner. And what they got is they've got Chris Taylor, who has been this type of player for them, and uh, he's produced many. He's been produced very well.
to Max. He plays third base, and he's right behind Max Muncie. So he must be platooning them. But he's got, uh, he's only five for 40 this year for Taylor. He starts out slow, but he's got four home runs. <laughs> he's got a 125 average, so that's not doing real well, but at least he's got four long balls for him. Um, but he's he's been clutched for him before. You know, he's 32 years old, but he's a uh, well put together, and he can run, and he can play center field, he can play any outfield spots, and he can play uh, any of the infield spots, too. And I know they've tried him a catcher before, too, so... He's, uh, he's, he's a Swiss Army knife. It's what they like to call the utility guy. And he does it well. So James Altman is the next guy that they're thinking highly of, and uh, he's 25, he's 6'3", 215, he's out of Redwood City, California. He's got three home runs so far this year. 52 at bats. He's got a 1,009 OPS. That's a pretty good start for it, for him. Like last year, he had a uh, quite a well from last year. He's over a thousand OPS. So they're gonna expect big things out of Altman. You know what I mean? 15 for 52, he's got 31 total bases. He's walked 10 times already this year. That's impressive. Yeah, he's out of the, uh, he's out of the same neighborhood that the Dodgers play in and uh, But I can see him definitely uh, So Mookie Betts is going to be the uh, is on the paternity list like I just said but he's um Great player, and uh, he's off to a good start too. He's an 843 OPS. He's got a couple homers, so they'll need him back as soon as possible. I guarantee you that much. Uh, he's out of uh, he's out of Nashville, Tennessee. John Overton High School.
first year was with Boston in 2014, and he's uh, he's had great. He's had a great career. He's got an 888 career OPS, and he's blasted 215 career home runs. Um, he's stolen 158 bases. Out of, uh, he's only caught 35 times. This guy, yeah, he's, he was a good trade for him. And, uh, it was worth giving up the, uh, what they gave up to get him because Cheater Downs is, uh, is all, is off, off the Red Sox already because he had poor performance. Uh, Alex Redugo is, he seems to be getting more better as time goes on, but reality is too is that he's not going to be Monkey Betts. I can guarantee you that much. Um, as for these other guys, I don't really remember who else they got for him. But uh, I know one thing: this this trade is going has worked out well for the for the uh, Dodgers. He's thirty years old, and uh, you know, thirty years old means you're coming into your prime as a baseball player as far as I'm concerned. But anyways, you know, I just want to say that uh, this has been a, a good good podcast so far. And what I've seen is what I see with this podcast is the fact that I podcast, uh, I should say, Todd God, or God Toddcast. And, uh, you know, reality is, is that, like I said before, if it wasn't for God, these, these podcasts would not be going on because I wouldn't be here. And uh, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of luck in our life to have a God in our life. There's no doubt about that. Excuse me, that's not luck. So anyways, that's faith. Anyways, anyone else has told you they love me today? I do. And with that, I... We'll go on to another team coming tomorrow night. Thanks.